welcome to the Media Nerds Podcast. I'm Dan Vadabonker. And I'm Kenton Larson. It's a beautiful day in Winnipeg. In the neighborhood. Yeah. Did you see that documentary? I about? did. Yeah, yeah I the did Fred too. Rogers. Yeah, it was very good. Yeah, and I, I didn't want, really want to see it. I, I just recorded it because it was free on PBS. Okay. And I was like, oh. It was I'm on Netflix. Just... It's on Netflix. Oh, now it is. Yeah. yeah. But but originally, before pre-Netflix in Canada, it was first on oh, PBS. Oh, okay. Without commercials, of course. So just, you know, basically the same thing. Cool. If you have a t- TV subscription, and I was stunned at how much I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I was yeah. never a big Fred Rogers, Mr. Rogers fan growing up no, as me a neither. kid. Me neither. It was all Sesame Street all the time for me. And here never... in Canada, we, uh, there's a little guy known as Mr. Dress That's right. The, and the, he the ruled. Mr. Rogers yeah. of Canada. Oh, yeah. He ruled the airwaves. Oh, that guy sure. was amazing. Yeah. And so then you watched uh, Mr. Rogers, and you're like, oh, well, there's another guy who dresses up and talks And does puppets, puppets, and yeah. Yeah. And, and he... does a bit of a better job of it, if you really want my opinion. Someone, yeah. should, do, someone should really do a documentary about Mr. Dress up. Well, it hasn't been done already. On a local level, we had Uncle Bob. Remember Uncle Bob and his friends? Was that too? Archie, Archie and his friends. No, that's. Oh, Archie and his friends. Yeah, yes, it I was remember the that. puppet, right. but Uncle Bob was the guy who made the show. Oh, okay. He yeah, did yeah. all the voices and did, and he called He called me on my birthday. Hey. He called every kid in Winnipeg on their birthday. Nice. Yeah, and uh, probably Pablo. I bet you Pablo got a call. I wish that. Uh, I w- you know, something to be said for local children's programming oh, that yeah. we've lost. And I'm sure this is the same in any city. It was city. awesome back no in the day. You, you, when I was a kid, it was like Kids Club, MTN, uh, 13 MTN Kids Club. They had the, the Buckley and the Bee, which were puppets. Mm-hmm. And they talked between. The issue was, of course, this is a complete tangent, but whatever. Uh, the issue was that American, um, American TV shows had more commercial time than Canadian TV shows. They, they were allowed, Americans were allowed to show more ads during their children's right. programming than Canadians were. So they had to fill like a couple of minutes every half hour with some something else other than commercials so it was these uh these puppets or these little interstitials between uh shows and it was like um skittle bits and uh uh joey gregorish is that skittle bits that was joey gregorish or was uh, that uh or, or switchback switchback uh, i'm getting them mixed up now Lori mustard uh rocky roletti did a thing peter jordan um, peter jordan yeah. so there was all kinds of like these guys doing these little bits between commercials between segments of shows and they were awesome they were great and there's a few of them you can find a few of them on youtube but really the guy who did the voice of uh of the beeve passed away a few years ago and whoever his co-host, uh, Buckley, Kevin Bundy Dunn, uh, he lives in Toronto now. He put a bunch of stuff up on YouTube, so you can see a bunch of those. And uh, I have to point out that McNally Robinson got in uh, a collection of Archie and his friends' CDs from back in the day, which I think were released as albums back in the day, as vinyl albums. Like, that was back when a local personality released albums. Yeah. and and. And so those recently came in, and I was thinking about buying them, and then I looked at them, and I was like, I'm never going to play these. Nah. Like, even from a re- even from a retro perspective, it's like, it might be better as a memory than Someone as a reality. Someone dropped off at CGOB an old album of CGOB segments. No. Is it a record? No. Of, like, old, like, the Red, Red, what's his face? I don't know what was his name. Red Fox, not Red Fox. You know what I mean? Red so-and-so. He used to be the morning show guy in the 70s. And they dropped this off. Oh. Is it like this vintage? Do you know who I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, Red. Uh, uh, why can't I think of his name? I don't either. I don't know. Someone can tell us. So anyway, that that was kind of cool. I mean, but like, it's basically just kind of a, a podcast, essentially, of all these old segments from CJOB, which is kind of funny that they used to like release these as albums. Yeah. You know, you know and uh, I got another good story about that. I placed a student on work placement once at KTEL, ah, which is yes. no more. It's no more. Uh-huh. But but back, the, who does the who does the um, things now? The mini pops in that. Uh, is somebody else? Because they still make those. I think Red Alex. Red Alex. Is that's his name. Yes. Um, uh, I'm not sure how that's 
how that's being farmed out these days. Maybe they're stopping that. I'm not sure. Okay. But the, my kids used to love those. Well, oh my God, those were massive. And in fact, one of the mini pops commercials was shot right here at Red River College. Oh, cool. Of that? I didn't know Fort that. Oliver shot oh, it. Nice. And I was there. I don't know why. I don't remember what my role was. You were was. in the ad. But no? but I watched the whole thing play out. I, I met the mini pops. I met them. <laughs> and uh, and uh, they're the best lip syncers in the biz. Awesome. But um, uh, when I placed a student at KTEL Records, uh, the guy there, super nice guy. And he's, uh, well, he was. I'm, I, maybe he still is the son-in-law of the founder of KTEL Records. Right. And um, and he showed me the warehouse. And there's like just packed with all the old KTEL stuff. And he said, and I was like, do you still do shipping? He's like, no, no. He's like, it's not organized, like, like not any organized way do we do it. But he's like, you know, but once a week I'll get an email from someone going, hey, uh, do you guys still have the world's smallest juicer? Mine just broke. Or whatever, <laughs> like all the stuff they used to market. So he's, he's like, goes back into the warehouse and he's like, oh, I found it. And he's like, and I said, oh, did you charge him for it? He's like, nah, I sent it out for free. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So basically if there was still something in stock, you could send them a letter and they'd send it back. But I think those days are over. Okay. Yeah, Interesting. I think they shut down the business. I wonder what happened to all that stuff. That would be probably worth a lot of money, those collectors, like all those albums and stuff. I don't know if they would be. Maybe. Because, I mean, they by definition, they were disposable. Okay. They were made to be disposable. Yeah. Like, here's the big, here's the hits. You know what I mean? Here they are in, in sort of slightly less good form. Right, right. Like, like the records were, were made on cheaper vinyl. I remember actually ha- owning a couple, and you'd play it, and you could hear the sound difference. Like, it wasn't quite – it was good enough. Okay, I see. Interesting. So, yeah, but uh, – and uh, the last – I remember um, maybe one of the last things that they – that they – compilation for the mini pops. Um, he came and talked to my students, uh, this guy. I can't think of his name right now. Um, but he and probably I don't want to say it anyway. He probably wouldn't want it. But, <laughs> but I remember and I won't say it. But uh, he uh, he said at the time, he's like, hey, um, they're doing all these different songs and there's a new one. I'm just wondering if you ever heard of this song. And it was Scissor Sisters. I don't feel like dancing. You remember that <laughs> yeah, one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. OK. Yeah. And that ended up being huge. It's huge. Yeah. But at the time, everyone's like, nah, I don't know what it is. And uh, then he played it, and we're like, oh, okay. And then it exploded, and then I remember the students were kind of like, wow, that guy called it. That guy knew. <laughs> cool. So he was like, he was like a Shazam before Shazam. Right. Very yeah. cool. Boy, we sort of took a tangent That's okay. about children's programming, but it was a delight. It's all media. Yeah. It's all media to me. That's right. It's all, right, all, let's get it's in- all media nerds, right? That's right. Let's get into the nerd news. Nerd news. are you my name is Sarah Connor never seen one like you before almost human I am human I only have one story that I want to talk about this week and that is and actually it dropped late last week but I still it's bugging me and I want to talk about it and that is the trailer for the new Terminator movie. Oh. What's it called actually? I forget what it's called. Terminator 6. No, I don't know. Well, that's I can't what the, remember that's what, it's what movie it is, right? It's got Hold a on. weird name. It's like Oblivion or something. It's like a generic that's the Tom Cruise movie. Yeah. That's right. Like all of his generic titles. There's a, there's I, I thought the same thing. Like what does this mean? And does anybody care? Terminator Dark Fate? Is that what it is? That's what it is, yeah. Oh, I don't remember that. Terminator Dark Fate. 
from the visionary director Tim Miller, who brought you Deadpool and Deadpool Two. That's oh, great. That's good news. Did not bring you Deadpool Two. I think he got booted from Deadpool Two. Oh. Anyway, and it produced by James Cameron, who's back in the producer wow. seat. I don't know what that means. It's, he's that means got like, a dump truck full hey. of money, and he backed it up. <laughs> That's right. It's like hey, James. on the condition that he gets his name there, but he doesn't have to do a damn thing. I don't think he he might maybe read the script and give a little bit of feedback, but I yeah. don't think that's probably all he's going to do. Um, but the, what bothers me, case okay, so you saw the trailer. Tell me what you think of it. Well, I know how you, what you think of it because you told me yesterday that you do not like it. Is that correct? Well, I don't like the idea behind it, but also okay. the CGI is not done. It's really bad. Like I, in my opinion, the CGI is like poor. CGI. Hmm. This is like uh, I'm trying to think of a bad, like Jar Jar Binks bad. Like <laughs> I just, it's not. It's very obvious that these people are not human, right? And oh. I think the the, the, the computer generated stuff from the from the 1991 Terminator uh, Two was better than this in some ways. Well, and Terminator it, Two is the high water mark of the franchise, right? Though I will say I really enjoy the Terminator franchise, even the shitty Terminator franchise. Like uh, I, I, I didn't I, mind the one with Christian Bale. I thought that was pretty good. Yeah, I didn't mind well, that at all. Well, a lot of people despise that Salvation. That was Terminator mm-hmm. Salvation. I liked it. Yeah. I also liked the one, Terminator 3, where they replaced... Uh, oh, it was a girl Terminator, right? And, and yes. Arnold was in it again? I really... You know what? I The car chase, the the big moments I thought were big. Yeah. And uh, the, the, the once again, speaking of Dark Fate, I thought the Dark Fate that hung over that film, I enjoyed it. And even though to this day people hate that movie... Um, I think more people dislike it than like it. I, I have never done a Rotten Tomatoes check, but I'm guessing it would be rotten. Oh, probably. Um, and uh, uh, so I like the universe. I've always liked – I feel the same way about another James Cameron Did, sort of franchise, Alien. Right. Which is there's been good and there's been god-awful. But in generally, over the long term, I, I like it. I like the franchise, and I feel that way about Terminator. Did you ever watch that TV show? There was a TV show a couple years back. Oh, it's uh, the Sarah uh, – Connor Chronicles or something, right? Yeah. Now I I saw moments of it, but you know, that that was before Game of Thrones made TV as good as movies. Oh. So so I I what I saw yeah. was sort of like a light, cheaper version of what we'd already seen. So the Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines is the name of the movie you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, sixty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but the audience scores forty six percent. Right, and that's a weird one. If it's uh, where the critics like it more than the audience, yeah. but I I liked it and. Uh, I, I thought I thought that I, to this day I still use the term rise of the machines to describe the ad landscape of the 90s, which is sort of the we're, we said oh, hello, hello to algorithms and goodbye to old media buys. Now, how about this for another another flip? Uh, uh, next one in the series, Terminator Genesis, which is kind of the one Genesis deliberately misspelled. Um, That's, is, I hate that title, but I didn't mind the movie. Oh, really? I'd never seen the movie because I heard oh, it was horrible. It was on Netflix. It was uh, Fine. Okay, it's got twenty six percent Rotten Tomatoes from critics and fifty three percent audience score. Despised so. by virtually all, but I watched it on Netflix and I was like, "Huh." Everybody told me this sucked, and it's not. I didn't think it was so bad. But I, once again, I like the universe, and Maybe I'm willing tempering, to tempering expectations, right? Well, I, and I'm willing to give the a universe I like a lot of leeway. In fact, I'd say if anything, I'm more critical about Star Wars, <laughs> the franchise I love the most, right? Then I am. Uh, to me, it's just good. Uh, ter- uh, Terminator and Alien, any Alien movie, 
are just good escapist whatever. And I like the and even the last Aliens movie, Covenant, yeah. which nobody likes. I thought it was pretty good. I was like, Kenny Powers is in it. Yeah. All I want is Aliens and Kenny Powers, and I'm a happy guy. Yeah. So so uh, I feel the same way about Terminator, so, uh, and I feel the same way about the trailer. So you think this trailer is okay? Yeah, in fact, I liked it. Like, I'm sure that, okay, barring but, but, the CGI, but, the CGI will be better when the finished I movie is I watched it out. on my phone. Yeah. I didn't watch it on a giant screen, so. so. I, like, what I, I wasn't sure, actually, I had no idea they were even making this movie, so I had no yeah. idea this trailer was dropping or anything, and so at first, I was like, is this a video game? I thought, is it, if this is a cutscene from a video game, then it looks really good, but if it's a, a movie, then it doesn't look good, and I think that's just a matter of them. They have to fit, they, they're releasing the trailer too early, they have to fix the CGI before the film's released, that's fine. Barring that, it looks like an okay, like the idea, so they have Sarah Connor's back, the original actor is, actress is back in that role, people are excited about that, to have uh, Linda Hamilton back in the franchise. And I, and I was happy to see her. Sure. She looks like a million dollars. Oh, she I looks mean, awesome. She looks, she's going to kick more ass. It's the usual, here's some new young people, yeah. and here's Sarah Connor, here's Linda Hamilton, and we're like, oh, give us more Linda Hamilton. Like, and, she's and, the Luke Skywalker of the franchise. And of course, we've got Arnold is in it as well, yeah. as the old Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know how can you explain to me how this thing ages? Like, did they he's, get into that in Genesis or, or something like that? Because uh, he's in that one yeah, as well, right? Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um, and uh, what I what I would have done if I were doing the franchise, although maybe not, but I, I like the idea of like he's been hang, he's been fishing with Letterman for <laughs> out in the out in the lodge. You could have the bearded Letterman playing yeah, the role, yeah, he, and with a wordless role. Roll just sitting in the <laughs> sitting in the in the cabin. Awesome. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, yeah, it'd be it. hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, so yeah, they go to the cabin. But, but I, I was Arnold. happy. I was happy to see Arnold. I, I am happy to see Arnold in a in a Terminator film. Okay. How did you feel about the CGI Arnold in uh, Salvation? Uh, I thought it was fine uh, at the time. This is actually pretty early on. It's funny because I just read an article about. The youngif- youngification of actors. They talk yeah. about. Um, there's a Martin Scorsese is doing it for his new film um, with uh, De Niro and Pacino, mm-hmm. uh, The Irishman. And there's a part of the movie is it's like they and another there's a Will Smith movie coming out where he like acts against his younger self, but it's not like Will oh, Smith. That looks terrible. Well, the thing is, it's not Will Smith from like Fresh no. Prince of Bel Air. It's Will Smith, like a younger version of how he looks now, which is really buff and muscular. And he's not, he wouldn't, was never like that no. when he was younger. So anyway. Um, they so, should have got DJ Jazzy Jeff to play the younger <laughs> version of him. Or, I mean, back in the day, they would have just got another actor to play a younger version of him, right? Like this whole thing about it, first of de-aging all, people. No, it doesn't look right in that trailer. No. And uh, I got zero joy from that trailer, and the story looks like shit. To yeah, me. yeah. So that's my review of that movie. So don't ask me for one when it actually comes <laughs> okay. out. Shit. But uh, they did that when they did that in Salvation. It was kind of the first time we'd seen that. Like right. I hadn't seen that in a long time. I thought it looked pretty good. I'm like, oh, this is an interesting idea because yes, of course, that's what a Terminator would look like, right? He's a robot, so he looks like a CGI version of the actual guy. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And in fact, it's a little more plausible than even the change in his look from Terminator One to Terminator Two. He looks quite quite a bit different, right? right? So there's that as well. So I don't know. Like, uh, it was fine. I was I, I understood that it was CGI. I bought into it. The Uncanny Valley thing didn't get me as much. And I get, he's a robot anyway, so it doesn't matter. Like, right. it was never supposed to be a human. So I was okay with that. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I guess I guess what they're doing now, they have two new Terminators. One's good, one's bad, fighting against each other. That was what that, that opening scene is in the trailer. And I love that actress from – she's from um, 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 t- the movie Tully – She's in the movie, or is that what it's called? Yeah, Tully with um, 
Uh, what's her name from Mad Max? Oh, my. Oh, uh, yeah. Charlize Theron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she's also in that EMC movie about the computers. And, and she's in that, too. And I always forget the name of that. Uh, halt or Catch Fire. Yes, that's right. Or yeah. Halt and Catch Fire? Halt and Catch Fire, yeah. Okay. She's in that as well. She's excellent. Also, yeah. to me, she's. Oh, also in the best episode of uh, Black Mirror to um, oh, Los Bernardinos, oh, yeah, whatever yeah. that one is. The one about the, the yeah. 80s and all that stuff. That was like, she's in that as well. She's San, very good. San Junipero. Yes, yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah. She she is. Perno? Perro? Junipero. Perro. Right, right, right. Yeah, that sounded wrong the minute I said it. But um, she has a sarcasm quality to her and and sort of a toughness to her that I think is perfect. For that role, so uh, she's a welcome, okay, a welcome guest, I'd say. But you then what? And so you didn't like the CGI of when the Terminator in the trailer he jumps out of the car. That's yeah, the part you didn't well, like. it, it didn't look good together. And, and I mean, it, but it was very reminiscent of uh, you know what's his face in the Terminator Two. Right, that's true. Jason, it, uh, or Patrick, Robert Patrick, Jason uh, Patrick, Robert. <laughs> Remember when all those Jason yes. Patricks were out there? It's all the Patricks. Yeah. Anyway, uh, <laughs> it looks very, it very much reminded me of that. So he's, a, it looks like he's supposed to be another T one thousand or whatever that is, like he, mm-hmm. with the liquid metal and stuff. And, and I don't know. I just, I, if they're like again, I didn't see Genesis. I heard it was awful. I heard it kind of reinvented the timeline in, in a way, which is weird. Uh, like not so much that I mean. The, the thing with the Terminator franchise and the thing, the reason they've sort of squandered the storyline over time, you know, and sort of the anything is possible depending on what actors we can get. Seems right. To be, yeah. You know, <laughs> like there's a little bit of that. So, yeah, I think you have to give it some leeway. And and once again, uh, you know, that's probably true. It did. And I think that's why maybe the pure the time travel purists, if there is such a thing, didn't like the last didn't like Genesis. But anyway. I was fine with it. And just as an entertaining thing with Arnold Schwarzenegger in it, I enjoyed it. Okay, you know? well, but nobody else to, did. Maybe I have to like I'll watch Genesis, oh, yeah. and then I'll watch this one when it comes out. I won't see the theaters, but I'll watch it when it comes out on Netflix or whatever, and then we'll talk about it later. Well, the trailer. Speaking of the trailer for Genesis was terrible. Oh, okay. Where, Arnold Schwar- where Schwarzenegger was looking at his. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. And right. it looked like a freaking toothpick. It did. Yes. It holding awful. up. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So there's a maybe there's a rich history of a, of bad CGI in Could Terminator be. movies. Could be. Or in the trailers. They're I just jumping say. the gun. They're not. They're doing. They're set, releasing the tra- trailer before the footage is ready. What was the name of the movie with the bad? Your son didn't like it. Uh, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, yeah, or whatever. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear they're redoing? They're it? redoing that. Yeah. So do you think that was just a. Uh, uh, PR scam to get people to. No, I think it was a genuinely a bad design decision that they didn't see. And nobody saw it until he released. So those things you just same thing with the blue genie and Aladdin, like Will, blue Will Smith. Nobody realized. Of course, you're going to make him blue because the original genie was blue. But nobody realized how stupid that looked until they released that trailer. And I don't yeah. know what the finish. Again, I've not seen that movie. I don't know what the finished product is in that movie. But well, now the movie is making money hand over right. fist from uh, millennial nostalgia. If yeah. There is such a thing, yeah, but exactly. there appears to be. Because yeah. I would never go see that movie in a billion years. No. But uh, there, I've uh, not seen any of those live action except for Pete's Dragon was the only one I saw. We are instructors, so we see young people on our Twitter feeds, and there is definitely a movement to go see that film. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, that's gonna do it for the nerd news. Let's take a break. We'll talk about HBO when we come back on the Media Nerds Podcast. What are the good we did? It doesn't matter. What does matter is that to them, justice was done. See. A just world is a sane world. There was nothing sane about Chernobyl. 
All right, so Game of Thrones is done, and it's interesting because I saw our friend Sarah post on Facebook the other day that it was kind of an open letter to everybody who keeps sending her Game of Thrones articles. She's over it. She's done. Move on, which is her. And I kind of agree with that. Uh, now that it's done, we're, I'm not really wanting to dwell on it. Uh, it's it's over, and, and let's go. I kind of felt the same way after Lost. When Lost was done, talked about it for maybe a week or so, and then we're done and moving on to the next thing kind of thing. And I feel that way about Game of Thrones as well. Uh, I, in, in retrospect, I'll say, though, after our discussion about Game of Thrones, um, I'm not as happy with this these last two seasons as the previous seasons. I think the, the earlier – season six is probably the best season of Game of Thrones that exists. And Wait, that, which one was Battle of the that's Bastards? Season six. That the that's season Battle of the Bastards is still the best episode. I sort of feel the urge to watch that episode. That's again. like the one of the best episodes of television ever made, and yeah. I will stand by that. And it never got that good again on uh, Game of Thrones. But anyway, whatever. And did you see yesterday Kit Harrington checked into rehab? I saw that, yes. Very sad. So, so he was basically... Uh, Acting drunk the entire time, and then <laughs> and he really was drunk. And right, right. No, well, I mean, no, he was. I guess he had dependency issues. Yeah, and I don't mean to make light of that, but then the show ends, and then it was almost like he waited for the fandom to die down to announce, "I'm going to rehab now." Yeah, and yeah. I think I be- believe David Duchovny did a similar thing with X Files. X Files, yes, yeah, yeah, did. yeah. Where it was right. kind of like at the end of the season or whatever, and it was like time to check in. Yep. To rehab, For sure. Um, and I thought it was interesting because they showed the documentary on the weekend where he finds out spoil, and we're going to talk spoilers sure. here, so so everybody knows. But where he finds out he is going to stab Daenerys at the table read, and the, and he just goes, and his mind is blown at the table read, and he's like, oh my god, and he hands his, he buries his face in his hands, like he can't believe it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of like that. To me, that was like the hey, look the the actors are fans of the show as well. Sure, yeah, you know, well, it was kind of nice to see. Yeah. Yeah, right, you sure. didn't. So you didn't. I, I, I'm, I'm happy with Game of Thrones. I have to say, I miss it. I miss, uh, I miss not having Game of Thrones on Sunday. Uh, well, now that it's done, the question is, what is HBO doing now, and how are they going to continue this? Because this was a huge show for them, not only like in popularity, but also as far as expenditure of resources. Like that documentary, I didn't watch the whole thing, but it shows how much they put into. They're basically making a full. Hollywood movie every week and and all the stuff that goes into it. So I kind of want to just talk about HBO and where it's been and where it's going. Let's start with talking about where it's been. When did you first come across HBO uh, as a kid? Did you have it when you were a kid? No, you couldn't get it in Canada. It was impossible. And uh, I would get phone calls from uh, Shaw, the local uh, TV provider, cable provider, and they would go, uh, hey, we got some more channels for you, big guy. And, I, and I'd and i say, uh, well, is HBO one of them? And they'd go, uh, what's that? They've never oh, heard of lovely. it. And I said, it is a movie channel, which it was at the time in the United States. And at that time, it was probably Gary Shan, all of, all of the Gary Shandling shows. Early on, they had right. a handful of, of original comedies. They seemed to go with comedies early on. Well, Gary Shandling was among the first of that, of prestige TV. And his first show was called It's Gary Shandling's Show. Yes. Aired, uh, it had aired eventually in Canada on some a local channel, which bought the rights for it midnight on Sunday, I think right. it was. So it was buried. Um, and then it started getting into more. And then when the Sopranos rolled around, we still didn't have it in Canada. Really? So, no, it's still not available. We had, oh, that's right. Because the Sopranos was shown on CTV late at night. Later. They, they showed it at 10 o'clock like after, what, after five the seasons in. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. After the fact. But that was the only way I could watch this. And I never did really get in. That's why I didn't get into the Sopranos because right. I couldn't watch it. But I, that was, yeah. They, and they would be edited, heavily edited Sopranos, yeah. right? Because of the content. I bought the first whatever how many seasons on sopranos on ebay 
um, from a contact, an eBay contact in Wisconsin. And she sent me, it was just like, you send them to me, I'll pay you whatever. I can't remember what it was, 60 bucks or something. It was like, fine. Because back then, a DVD collection would cost you 150 for an HBO prestige drama right. or something. You could just not see it. So I bought them on VHS for five seasons just so I could watch them and just like one VHS after another yeah. kind of thing to binge watch, the or, or the original binge watch, watching. Yeah. And then um, Six Feet Under was the other big one, which I ended up paying her to record for me and then just send me the tapes oh, okay. after the fact. But you could not – we did not in Canada – have that ha, like when they really got rolling even entourage first few seasons like all of those were just like unknown and to this day they suffer in canada for if you talk to someone like in canada when i go to the states it's like you mentioned the sopranos to anyone they've watched they've watched it maybe more than once they've committed it to memory in canada it's like any mtv celebrity before we had mtv it's like nobody knows who yeah they are. yeah nobody and it's still like that with Sopranos, like shockingly under the radar, just because it was not not available. You could only, and even the internet was shitty then. So even then, you couldn't find it wasn't like tangible to stream it on the internet or find some other yeah. way of getting it. But for, so from what I gather, and I, I, I know, the other thing for me is that a lot of this stuff was available on VHS as a movie release later on. Like when I worked at Blockbuster mm-hmm. in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was stuff like The Late Shift, which was a film about late night uh, yep. Letterman thing, on uh, Letterman and, and Leno. And that was an HBO film and that was available on. So I would rent those. I rented them too. Right? So yeah. that kind of stuff was available. Uh, the other one was uh, Dream On, which is another series. Uh, I love Dream On. It, it was, you know, very, and you watch it down and it looks like, wow, this looks cheap. Like the, it looks like a traditional sitcom kind of. Like it looks really weird. It, it wasn't. It was very much like. But with edgy. R rated. Yes. Like certainly like yes. there was nudity and swearing and that kind of stuff. But it was, it's so weird. Shocking in the day. Yeah, for sure. And so there was that. Brian, starring Brian Ben Ben. <laughs> Where's Ben Ben today? I don't know. So yeah, the, so that's kind of where their roots were, and then again, then yeah, they got into it. And, and I read a, a really good book, and the name escapes me now, but it was about like the the golden age of television and where we are mm-hmm. now, and it kind of names eight TV series that got us to this, and one of them was Oz, HBO, oh. right? Another one I paid to have shipped to pre, me by VHS. Three Sopranos. Oz yeah. was first, then the Sopranos. Yeah. And then we got from there into the like, well, I think Sopranos is really what got it going. And then after that, we just kind of became yeah. used to this high quality drama coming from HBO. Even The Wire, I waited. We'd have to wait for the season to end. And then in Canada when we didn't have it. So yeah. that's, that's late in the game. Yeah. So, and we, and, and so I'd for have a long to buy time. the DVDs like, I'd have to wait six months and avoid all spoilers and then get the DVD collection from Amazon or whatever and then binge watch it over the course of a weekend. But, yeah. And and did you – are you uh, young enough, old enough to remember going – people going to the States – to rent a hotel room to watch stuff on HBO. <laughs> well, I don't remember specifically going for that. Like I remember it being on the hotel TV when we yeah. would go to the states and 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 for me like I as far as I was when I was a kid, I was only aware of it being like a movie channel, like Super Channel, which would show movies that maybe it would it would be between the theatrical and and uh and uh D- VHS releases or even older films like it basically was just a, m- a channel that showed movies all the time that was what it was that's how AMC started by the way yeah. just showing movies and uh a lot of channels kind of got their start just kind of rerunning old movies and that kind of stuff so that's what HBO was but they quickly grew into this kind of now they never show movies do they 
Oh, no, no, they not, do. They, they do. Well, not like generic films. No, so it's no. all their own own production. Now, hundred percent content is is produced by and, HBO. And in Canada, on HBO Canada, we get the occasional Canadian feature or TV show that HBO Canada picks up, which like, is inter- and it's interesting to see what they do. Less than kind, which was a right. uh, uh, show shot here in Winnipeg. Really good. Yeah, good show. show. Uh, really funny. A lot of local connections there. I saw a lot of people I knew. One of our former students was in it. Um, Who's that? Matt uh, Tenbergen Kate. Uh, I didn't know he was yeah, in he, it. he was in a scene. It's really funny. Wow. Um, anyway, um, so there were, and there was a lot of like, and it was you could recognize all the scenery because it was shot here and some great actors and a really funny show. Uh, and then the other one I saw just now actually, because now I have Crave TV, which is kind of the Canadian version of HBO Go. That's kind of what is branded under here, Crave TV. And it has this documentary about Rain Mida and Chantal Kraviacek, who's another Winnipegger. Yeah. Uh, they're married. They're both like famous singers. Uh, he's, of course, from Our Lady Peace. She's a, a well-known solo artist. And it's about their marriage and relationships. It's a documentary that's up on Crave TV now that I assume was airing on HBO Canada as well. So there's that. And there's the occasional confusing one. Like on Mondays right now, they're showing Gentleman Jack, which is a good, a, a good show. I wouldn't put it. I wouldn't rank it in the upper echelon of shows. Yeah, there's, there's a, but, but it's there good. are tiers. There are tiers yes. of shows. There are ones that are not as good as as there well, was. Well, we'll talk about Chernobyl in a second. Yeah. But that is a top tier show, I would suggest. Yeah. And, and that's airing on Mondays, not Sundays. Oh, is it? Which okay. is which is a weird thing. See that none of that matters to me because I just look at Crave TV. I don't watch it live. Although I can. That's part of actually the right. part of the package of Crave TV is that you can get the live streams, which is awesome. I love that idea. I think all TV shows channels should be doing that. But um, but I, I just look for when it pops up in my feed and I right. watch it on that. So I did watch it uh, this last episode I watched last night. I didn't get to, I get to it till last night. So again, okay. um, so uh, uh, the well the way it airs on HBO Canada is you get Gentleman or sorry uh, Chernobyl followed by Gentleman Jack. Gentleman Jack appears to be a British production, but the the, the government of Canada logo is at the end. So I think okay. there's some funding that comes from Canada. Or it's shot in Canada. Uh, Could be shot in Canada. Like Chernobyl's also a, a Sky production like it's a british production as well right like there's a there's a heavy every actor in that that series is british pretty right. much except for stellan skarsgård um but uh but yeah it, it's uh like their their content is really good game of thrones is like the high end of this well it's a hundred million dollars an episode right holy lord do they think like i guess they must have made their money back like like I don't know how this works. We don't know how much subscriptions. We don't know how sales. it's also one of the most pirated shows. Yeah, licensing, in licensing. Yeah, there's like, a there's lot gotta of stuff. Be, okay. There's gotta be. It's gotta be worth their while. Okay, otherwise they wouldn't do it. But I mean, it's insane what they spent on that yeah, show. It's, it's yeah. not like it's never happened before. Yeah. And I even remember watching Game of Thrones and going like, but but like by all TV bars that have been set. These special effects should be much shittier than what we're seeing. Like, yeah. like I just couldn't believe, like when they actually showed dragons flying on TV. Remember Superman? You'll believe a man can fly. Yeah, was yeah, the yeah. tagline. Like that's what they should have done. You'll believe a dragon can fly on TV. Yeah. Because up until that point, it was all shitty. It was like the well, lamest, worst special effects were saved for television. And it was also a fantasy castle swords and sorcery kind of a thing. And those don't really. I can't think of oh. another series that does that. On TV, although they are Amazon is working on a Lord of the Rings series right now, but that's only made possible by Game of Thrones. Like that was not possible before. Um, yeah. So, but if you look at sci-fi, typically sci-fi shows, and they don't really have a lot of those on HBO right now. Um, 
Well, like, they have one key one that we'll talk about. Yeah, in a but, but uh, for example, The Expanse, which is uh, now an Amazon mm-hmm. show, uh, you can see some pretty bad CGI on that show. But for the most part, it, their CGI are ships, like spaceships, and that doesn't look too bad. Give they can do that pretty cheap. But there's one one shot where they show kind of an alien looking thing, and it didn't look very good. So there's that. But anyway, but if back you to, want movie level special yeah. effects, it's gonna. I mean, and uh, you watched some of the Game of Thrones documentaries yeah. on the weekend. Yeah. And that show, like, well, we need a castle. We'll build a castle. Oh, we need uh, we need uh, fire. We'll light all this on fire. Like, like their their dedication. And then the, and let's bring in the extras, and they're all being paid. And let's bring in, like, the stars, and they're all being paid. And you start looking at who's being paid and going, you can't have top-level special effects and hordes of actors everywhere you look. And, and and have anything less than a hundred million dollars an episode. Yeah. like you just look at the money evaporating before your very eyes. It's unbelievable. But at the other end of that, there are shows like Barry, and Barry is a really good, I assume, low budget show. No special well, effects. Lower than Game of Thrones. Well, I mean, yeah. but it's like the the names are not huge names, um, but they're um, solid actors. Well, that's the thing. Like like uh, um, Bill Hader is, and again, this was like completely against type. This character that he's playing of this. Uh, I guess we can give away what it is because it's kind of the first episode. Like, I don't yeah. want to spoil Barry. Well, no, they, the also, premise sorry. of the show isn't uh He's an assassin who wants to become an actor. That's the idea. Yeah. He's somebody who kills people for a living. And it's kind of like a Dexter-y kind of a thing where he kills bad people. That's the... Better than well, Dexter. Better than Dexter, that, Like, to call it Dexter, the problem is everybody thinks about the lumberjack Right, exactly. Now. Yeah, yeah. But I think that was part of the inspiration behind this is that he's an assassin. Yeah. He gets... Uh, his handler is... Uh, what the... It's uh, Stephen... Um, Stephen Root plays his handler. Uh, the guy um, from everything. Fuchs. And Office Space. Oh, so good. Yeah. I, I, I tell you, that guy, Stephen Root, should be oh. getting an Emmy for that role. Uh, he's also the man in the High Castle as well. Oh, um, I got to see it. He is so good in everything. And, and so anyway, but Barry is, is not, it's, it's very character driven. It's really well written. It's really well acted. There's not a lot of money in that. There's not a ton of money other than paying the actors. It's regular sets, regular people. Same with Crashing. Crashing is also one that's very well, well written. was now that it's canceled. Oh, was it canceled? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, okay, that's too bad. Ooh. That was a good show. I like that show. Give us a movie. Give us something well, to I mean, wrap But it that's up. also part of HBO's thing, right? They, if they don't feel it's worth going yeah. for, they won't. Oh, we but- only got two seasons of The Leftovers. That's all we're going to get, or three seasons. Three. Uh, three seasons of the leftovers. Was it three? I don't or remember. was the last split in half? Uh, whatever it was. Not not enough leftovers. I, oh, please! I could have gone another four seasons on that. Such show. a good show. Despite, given the given the big tonal shift, they, they from could have they could have season. built that out to be much bigger than it was. But that but HBO is not going to do that, right? And speaking of this Sunday is the Deadwood movie decades after the show ended. Right. So I like it when they do that. I've never like seen it, Deadwood, so I don't oh, know. I don't know. It's so good. If you like the word cocksucker, well, let me tell you. <laughs> is that one word? You two, will is that two words? It's one word, and and it's <laughs> it's said five thousand times on every episode of okay. Deadwood. And I have to say, in the trailer for the movie, in the first ten seconds, I think oh, he okay. says it. And it's, it's almost it's, be, it's become an end in, in in joke. Okay. That like basically, if you have any problem with that word, just watch one episode and you'll forget all about it. Okay. I don't have a problem with that word, but they drop it all over the place. All right. But 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 I'm pumped for that. Like okay. I'm really excited. To me, Deadwood is one of the great shows. Then that's one that I bought on DVD to watch to catch up with because hmm. we didn't have HBO. Interesting. But so good. Yeah. I mean, and the uh, they just seem to be like the future seems to be really bright for HBO. They're they're riding that dragon. Uh, money, as it were. Well, there's a prequel in the world. Yeah, they do. They do. Although the... Hollywood Reporter says three different Game of Thrones 
Well, I think pilots. They're, they're they're working on a couple different things. I think probably only one of them is going to see right. the light of day at a time. Like they're not going to do a Walking Dead where they run three different versions of the same show and then you know see what sticks. They've, uh, they've ruled out a sequel. So yes, ruled, it's not which is continue oh, on Arya's adventures. So that's. Uh, but I would like to me. see that. No, I'm okay with that. I'm good. I'm, I think uh, we should do something. I'm else. not good. I would like to see that. <laughs> and and um, it's also worth noting. That like everybody's like, and even John Oliver has been making jokes about. Well, it's all over for HBO; they're fucked in the next, yeah, the next level of time. And uh, but when you look at actually like in two weeks, Big Little Lies season two comes on with Meryl Streep. Yeah, they get Meryl Streep. Like, what other network is getting Meryl Streep? So that's amazing. Um, and then later in the summer. There's a new one with Kenny Powers with uh, Danny McBride. Yeah, where he's a preacher or something yes. like a like um, gemstones. Something? I don't remember. It's, it's kind of like a, a, a evangelical like uh, what's his name? The guy who did the um, shoot. You know what I'm talking about, right? Like uh, the real life guy. Yeah, there was a, like Jim Baker. Yeah, 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 that kind yeah, of yeah. thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there's so yeah, they're making a ton of money off their evangelical right. church and that kind of stuff. That looks awesome. They have the Watchmen series, which looks oh. really good. Yes, you know, like the Watchmen. I forgot about that. Yeah, there's another one. That one with Lin Manuel Miranda. That's yes. coming out. That, that one. Like they showed a oh. bunch of these. By the way, did you notice that during the Game of Thrones finale, they loaded it up oh. ahead of time as far as showing every single thing they have coming out in the next few months to make sure people don't cancel their subscriptions after Game of Thrones ends. They got to yeah. keep those people on board. Well, so. and and uh, oh, what was the other? There, there's another one that I'll mention in a second. But there was something else that was coming on uh, HBO, and I was like, "Oh, they, you know, they hook me every single time." Oh, well, let's not forget that Veep ended too. Veep ended, which I never, never, I never watched it. Um, but uh, what I will say to you is, you should watch the finale. Uh, Even well, if you I, I might, it. I might go back to the whole thing you actually. Might? Now that I, have, well, it's all again, all available now to me on Crave. I have all of this stuff available to me on yeah. Crave. By the way, the Crave TV subscription way worth it now. Twenty bucks a month. Totally worth it. Now that I don't have to have a cable subscription to go with it, I'm happy to have that. And I'll talk about another show I'm watching through Crave in a bit. But uh, it's not HBO. But um, but yeah, like I think that uh, Veep and Veep, I think was overshadowed by Game of Thrones. I think they should have timed that out a bit better. They could have had Veep and like another. T- I don't know how they decide what shows go along with shows. Like they seem to have a comedy to kind of uh, balance out. Like they, for a long time, the, the the companion show to Game of Thrones was uh, Silicon Valley, mm-hmm. right? Kind of a comedy to balance out the horror that you just saw uh, on the screen from Game of Thrones, and you can laugh a little bit. But I don't know if that's coming back or I what's going that, on with Silicon I think, Valley. Well, the, the what traditionally HBO has had their premium best quality shows on Sunday nights, yep, yep. and and which is of course a real pain in the ass when you have to watch five hours of beautiful programming you don't have to but i mean the problem is they're all very talkable shows and uh, shareable shows so the next day you're going to all get it all spoiled but if to you the don't watch point it. where i think other networks are staying away from sundays like yeah. i don't think anybody programs anything decent on sundays anymore because they know hbo rules sundays so and it is great but chernobyl on mondays i'm starting i see our friend chris schiffman tweeting oh, about it right into it and yeah. i am too and Very good. i only have one beef with it but i understand why that's the case and that is they have british actors playing russians right and but i understand that if it were in russian with subtitles 
we now we've lost everybody, oh. right? Now nobody well, wants to watch hunt, it. It's the Hunt for Red October thing, yeah. right? Like they do that thing where they zoom into the guy's mouth, Hunt for Red October, and they and he changes to English. So we understand that they didn't do that in this show. The problem is they're Stellan Skarsgård with whatever freaking accent he's got. It's a good accent. Uh, well, I know, but yeah. what is it? It's not Russian. It's not British. He's Icelandic. Stellan, whatever he is, yeah. Is he Norwegian? So, I, don't I don't know what, what he is. is. But anyway, he's got his Stellan Skarsgård. Danish. Is he? I don't know. Okay. He probably uh, eats Danishes. <laughs> He eats Danishes for breakfast. He's so badass. Anyway, uh, but he throws everything off with his like non-Russian, non-British accent. If you had everybody with British accents, it would make sense. Yeah. And he's the only one that throws it off. But he looks it's, it's so cool because he looks so different than he usually does mm-hmm. with the hair. And he's got kind of a different look. And he's really playing a great – like his performance is amazing. Uh, this has got to clean up all the awards. Chernobyl is one of the best things I've seen all year. It's, it's amazing. Like the, the tone that it – like I was already show. interested in the idea yeah. behind it because I'm really kind of fascinated with the Cold War and with the whole Russian communist Russia thing and what happened over there. But just getting to see what happened, the detail again, I've, I've said this before, I have to keep myself from Googling it every time I watch yeah. an episode because I want to see what happens next. But I'm going to wait until the show drops so I can see what happens next. And it's so claustrophobic. The oh, yeah. Show. Like there is just like moments of like, get me out of here. Get me out of here. Like, this- like, like the fact that you're being. There's radiation that you can't see. Yeah, and that's uh, oh, it's just it's a horrible and, yeah. the, and the Geiger counter ticking. And, and I'm not even sure, but I think they are actually putting it in the background of some scenes where there is no Geiger counter because it's so haunting. Yeah. Um, and the fact that well, like only HBO will build the an actual Chernobyl sized <laughs> reactor to get to to like make the show yeah what it is and it's just, it's just crazy it's crazy the money and the and the and the time and the quality they put into the programming i mean they're really like even netflix um has its premium programming like stranger things i would rank up there like some of that stuff and and uh, certainly mad men was something that could have been very hbo like so amc has their quality shows but hbo it's falling off though AMC yeah. is not They've not they fall since Breaking Bad ended since Mad Men ended maybe Better Call Saul is like the only example of really good programming. And they're taking the year off. Yeah, so oh. I, I don't I don't know like right now there's nothing on nothing compelling on AMC. Mm. I would watch Preacher, but I'm not going to subscribe to AMC just for Preacher. It's a right. good show, but I'll wait. Like I don't have to watch it as soon as it's out. But yeah, they're that, they're they're hurting a little bit. I think they're falling off a bit of a. Um, uh, They've not quite gotten there yet. Um, the other one is uh, well here. Okay, so let me think about this for a second. Well, there was one that I've been holding off on because uh, clearly HBO had something loaded up for the geeks. Don't cancel your HBO for because Game of Thrones is over. We have Westworld. Right. Did you watch that trailer? I did yet? watch the trailer for it. And Jesse from Breaking Bad is now in Westworld. Crazy. But it's not Westworld. It's it's the future. It's the real world. Uh, the trailer shows, you know, them in the normal world of the future where everybody lives that we did, we have not really seen a lot of so far in the show. And they paid to license Pink Floyd's Breathe, yeah. which is insane. Oh, uh, well, I mean, and, uh, HBO, they'll play for whatever they need to pay for. But it, it but that trailer to me was like, what? Like, like once again, I think it got buried a little by the fact that Game of Thrones uh, yeah. took up all the oxygen. But wow, I watched that trailer and I'm like, I'm in. I can't wait. Because I thought there might never be another Westworld season after the. Well, it, it's certainly taking the show because I wasn't thrilled. Season two was not as good as season oh, one in my mind. That's true, but I still um, liked it. It was fine, yeah. but it was not as good as season one because we'd already kind of gotten used to this idea of 
uh, the West World and what it is, a, a theme park. Um, we got a taste of the other worlds in season two, but not enough. I think I would have liked to see more of those other worlds and, and the other theme parks. But then the end took us. Well, yeah. And then and then now we're in the real worlds. And then now the robots are coming into the real world, which is the horrifying thing about it. So that we get to see uh, what's her face in the in the, in the the real world with Jesse. Dolores. Uh, um, and by the way, I don't think he's been in anything really. Obs- like he's not been in. What's the name of the actor again that plays Jesse? Um, Aaron. Uh, uh shoot. How soon we forget. Aaron Sorkin, no. Aaron Eisenberg, no. <laughs> oh, this is so stupid. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, whenever we record a podcast, our minds, our, our memory is wiped. But here, Aaron Breaking Bad. Here we go. Aaron Paul. Aaron Paul, of course. Duh. <laughs> um, so he has not done much since Breaking Bad. I don't, I don't think, other than that crappy Need for Speed movie, I don't think he's really been in a lot. No, so not too So it'll much. be cool. And it, it didn't even sound like him at first. Like, no. I'm like, is this his? He actually looks different. He's at not this saying point. bitch every two words. Yeah. Like, it's a weird thing for him to see him as not Jesse. So, but it's good. It looks good. Yeah, it's a great, flying great cars. Season. Yeah, and, it's a whole. It's a it's a full on future. So we're gonna see some budget into that. And show. maybe we're not even on Earth. Who the hell knows? Who knows? What the hell is exactly. this? Exactly. We don't yeah. know anything about That's it. That's what so. I love about Westworld. It really is. It's like a complete mind blowing craziness. And uh, and once again, like top notch actors and and crazy scenarios. And I, like your geek mind, if you liked. Uh, uh, Game of Thrones should love Westworld if you haven't watched it. So here's the thing: like usually, what I've done in the past for the last eight seasons of Game of Thrones, I've only ever had an HBO subscription for Game of Thrones. <laughs> Almost every year, I've kept it for a little while here and there, but for the most part, I basically cancel it after the season's over. Now, I think I'm going to keep it, and in keep it, I mean my Crave TV subscription. But I'm I'm going to. I, there's enough content on there that I think I want to keep watching it. Even John Oliver, even last week tonight, oh. I missed because they don't post those up on YouTube anymore. They post clips every once in a while, but they used to put the full like main story of that show. They don't do that anymore. And it really is like John Oliver gets uh, critiqued sometimes as being um, more of a social activist than a comedian. But I'd say he, still wa- funny. he walks the line. There's some social activism. There's co- definitely comedy. But I also I always think of him as like being a, a a comedian teacher yeah like there there's all you learn from that show but like he undeniably makes, funny like yes. every like so many jokes actually packed in. teaches things yeah no i on love the show it. like yeah. like it's not dumb it's not a dumb fake newscast yeah. and i think some people who've prejudged it and never watched it kind of by the standards of maybe other fake news shows yeah. or weekend updates. Now, there's a bit of a, uh, he's preaching to the choir with this yep. because all the stuff he does, like his audience is already on board. There's right. not a lot of Republicans that watch that show, I would imagine. Well, I, I but... think they watch it. I just don't think they'll talk about <laughs> right. the fact that they watch yeah. it. Yeah, so, yeah. so, but it's really good. And, and even Bill Maher, he has his place as well, even though he's kind of an asshole sometimes. But yeah. he does also make it for an entertaining uh, show. Well, so, so, yeah, lots of great content so on Bill HBO. Bill Maher can have great shows, hit it out of the park shows. But he can also have shows that, to me, like big news happens on a Friday, which has been the case for a while now. We get this big news, something happens. And sometimes I just can't wait to watch Bill Maher. And it's kind of like he's kind of sick of the topic. Yeah. And so he's kind of like soft sells it. And you're like, but today was the day. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah so yeah. you never know. And, you know, what makes Bill Maher compelling is his moodiness. 
he's temperamental. That's yeah. part of what makes him good. But I still think the format of that show needs some work. Yeah, the panel's not great. Well, I never understand the interview at the beginning of the show. Just put that guy on the panel. Yeah, yeah, whoever, yeah. Or the, the he gets up. Or, he walks over. Yeah. It's like, come on. Just like, I And don't now know. we're bringing out someone to join the panel. It's just yeah. like. Could we just have a panel with five people on it? Let's just talk. Let's, Let's just talk for the whole thing. Yeah. Right. Like it doesn't it, – it's not really required, yeah, you know? Yeah, agreed. So there's there's some of that stuff, and, and I'm, I'm glad that he's been getting rid of the first comedy segment that he would get to. Like the conversation would just be getting interesting, and he's like – but there are some other posters out there for Republicans, and let's look at them. And it's the comedy bit, and you're just like, this is lame. And let's get back to the conversation. New rules is fine. It's a good way to end the show. But some of the other stuff, and his monologue, eh. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And and Bill Maher's a guy who critiques Lenny Bruce for, for becoming more angry than funny. I think and he is, like, too. Yeah. He like does he, do that as like, well, yeah. I'm glad he points that out about Lenny Bruce because then that leaves open the option for him to become funnier than angry, which sometimes he's not. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, but I still like – I still watch the show every week, but, you know, there's definitely been times where I've been tired of it. I find that lately with Game of Thrones, with all the stuff that's been going on, my Netflix, my Netflix watching is down. I'm not watching Netflix as much as I – Yeah. Usually did. I did finish watching Sex Education on Netflix, which was very good. Um, but um, my like having this Crave subscription, and this is going to get into our recommendations. Um, I've been watching uh, a lot of great shows that are not on Netflix. That are Crave, I guess, has licensing for the DC, some of the DC universe, because Titans, which was the uh, the Teen Titans gritty fuck Batman that that TV show that was on, I, I recommended it a while ago. It's on Netflix. It was on the DC Universe channel, which is like their own uh, platform. Um, but there's another show called Doom Patrol, which is kind of a spinoff of Titans, and it's so good. It's a it's a very fringe comic book, DC comic, um, and it involves uh, the only pr- problem with it is it involves Cyborg, who by the way is also in the in the you know Justice League movie, and there's another version of Cyborg. Same same problem we have with Batman with all these other right. things that DC does. But the show itself is so good. It's weird. It's just wacky out there, completely over the top and funny. Brandon Frazier's in it. And I haven't seen Brandon Frazier in anything forever, but he plays like a robot, which is hilarious. Um, it's a really good show. Have you seen wow, it? Wow, no. Oh, so good. And I don't, So I don't know, other than Crave TV, you probably can get it as well. If you go through your, your on-demand, on-demand stuff, yeah. it's probably there. So, um, But other than that, I don't know where else you would get this. It's a, DC Universe is not available in Canada. And it's just that show to me, and it, it, what I love about it is that not only is it um, a great show, but it's also updated weekly. It's like Chernobyl, where they don't episodes go up on Friday, right? So I don't. I, it's a weekly show, so I can only watch it once a week. I like that. I don't. I like that better than binging. It's easier to manage it. It, than is, it is, and it's like you think yeah. about you think about the thing that happened, and you can process yeah. it, and then you come back to, oh yes, I have a new episode to watch tonight, and there's that anticipation of it. Um, so I, I prefer that to binging. That being said, a show like Barry was really easy to binge. It was like eight episodes, half an hour an episode, boom, boom, boom. Some great, uh, some great show there. Uh, great show there. <laughs> uh, Barry is really good. Are you caught up? I am Barry? caught up in Barry. Yes. Okay, so you saw the uh, episode that was somewhat a little polarizing. Which one? I, I couldn't figure out which episode you're talking about. There's a, a couple episodes ago. There was a karate. Oh, uh, that one. Okay. Where? Uh, where? Or did we just introduce a supernatural element? I don't think to so. Very. I think that girl's just got. She just got, got the moves. She got skills. What's her story? I don't know. <laughs> it's funny though. Why can she? Cr- 
why she can crawl like a spider on a That was roof. such a funny episode. It was just hilarious. I love, I love that it. episode. It was so yeah. funny. And the guy looked like John Hamm, the guy that was like the dad, kind of yes. looked like John Hamm, even though John Hamm had a cameo early in season one. But it did. I was like, is that John Hamm? But it wasn't. I don't think it was. But no, it's it was a great so premise. So funny. Uh, just a great show. And at first, like, I'm watching Barry. End of season one, I didn't like Barry. Right. Obviously, what happens at the end of season one, I don't want to spoil it, but like, I don't like this character. I don't know if I keep, want to keep watching this show because I really don't like this guy. And then coming back to season yeah. two, you start to like him again. And you're like, oh, man, this is so crazy. And, but there's also all the other characters like there's other Hank ca- and, and, uh, and uh, what's his face? Uh, um, his, his buddy there, Fuchs. Yeah, and all those guys. Well, it's such a great woman, cast. The woman he acts with, what's her name on the show? Uh, uh, Sally? Uh, something like right. that. She went from last season being sort of the heart of the show, I mean, a nice person, to yeah. becoming sort of like an empty void act uh, of an actor. And now you can see where it's like, going for next season. She's going to yeah. get famous. Now. Yeah, and she's going to make it. But you're kind of like, well, maybe, but we think so. But uh, but also the her, she's like so self centered in some of those episodes yeah. that you're like, oh, I hate her. So it's a show that's not afraid. To take it the like the and, and of course you got Henry Winkler on there. Who, so good. The reason our friend Fuchs isn't getting nominated for going to win Emmys is because you got Har- uh, you Harrison Ford. I almost said you've got Henry Winkler. Yeah. On the on the show. True. Eating but, up the scenery. Yeah, he's very good. And and uh, like even the scenes there are a couple scenes they shared this season and I'm yeah. like oh my goodness it's I know so good. I know it's so good so um so it's a show that's not afraid to kill people and to um play with your their people's their, and, and the stars like ability storytelling is so clear and and yeah. concise and like i can't believe the episodes are only half an hour because you get so much through yeah. so much in that half hour so yeah definitely watch, watch that uh, but I, my recommendation for this week is doom patrol i do think you should check out doom patrol if you can on uh on crave tv wow what so, do you got what's your recommendation um so my recommendation i am still marching forward like a terminator watching all of the uh nominated movies oh jeez and and <laughs> I and I always say this year's Oscar nominations. Months later, and, you're still. Yeah, but, I admire but, you for that. It's but, good. But here's what here's what I, and I stand by. I say this every year, and I stand by it. The best movies, the real best movies, are the foreign films that are nominated. And so they're finally coming around. Last week, um, there was a movie. There is a movie called Capernaum, spelled Capernaum. I believe it's pronounced Capernaum, but it's spelled. Capernaum, C-A-P-E-R-N-A-U-M, mm. which I believe is means chaos in Lebanese. If I'm mm. not, if I'm not crazy, but anyway, um, uh, that movie was a dollar last week on iTunes. So I was like, hey, here it comes. I've had it on my wish list forever. I was like, all right, now's the time. So I watched it. It is stellar. It is stellar. It is. A, it's. It's. It's a Lebanese movie. Um, it is, uh, it's got the best performance, one of the best ever by a young actor and in many scenes, a young actor and a baby interacting with, with each other in these scenes and they get a performance out of the baby. It's crazy. I watched this movie and I was like, holy shit, this, this is the best movie. <laughs> it's better than Roma. I'll tell you that right okay, now. It interesting. is better than Roma. There's just no doubt about it. Um, even cinematography, whatever you want to rate it on, it is better than Roma, and the 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 performances in it. I saw. I even went online after to watch a Q and A with the director, who said they had something like six six hundred hours of footage, which on their first cut of the movie, the movie was fourteen hours, oh, <laughs> and wow. he's like, we cut it down to two, and that's what. And so it's it's it is unbelievable. It is it's a beautiful movie, and. I don't want to say what it's about. I don't want to give away anything other than to say, like, 
this is great cinema. There's just no there's just no way of cutting it up. You see that movie and it just has it just makes you think and it has a hold on you while you're watching it and when you're done you're like, holy, have I been wasting my time on, <laughs> on, on some shitty stuff that I've been watching. So Capernaum, okay. spelled Capernaum with a C. N-A-U-M. Nom. N-A-U-M. See, okay. Capernaum. Cool. <laughs> so watch. It might still be on sale on yeah, iTunes for know. a buck. All right. There you go. So, uh, if not, then it's then it's only a matter of time before it comes to Netflix. I'm going to watch those other foreign films, too, and I'll get yeah. back to you. I got them on the wish list. So. Awesome. What a delight. Yeah. Very nice. Good episode. Yeah. Good, good episode. Times, good times. I, I, en- I enjoy talking about uh, my passion for HBO. Yeah, for sure. That's going to do it for this episode of The Media Nerds. I'm Dan Vadabonker. I'm Kenton Larson. Don't let the door hit you on the ass. <laughs>